The Get This Podcast is brought to you by ProPhotoGo.com, professional photography on demand. Use coupon code GETTHIS to get 10% off your professional photo session. So whether you need new headshots or you have a big event coming up, an engagement, a wedding, you name it, or let's say you just want new photos so you can look snazzy on social media, ProPhotoGo is professional photography on demand. Use coupon code GETTHIS and get 10% off. Go to ProPhotoGo.com. The Get This Podcast is also brought to you by WP Engine, the best WordPress hosting available. People who know me know I build enterprise-level WordPress websites that reach millions of people a year. And it's important that those sites live at a host that is secure, fast, and offers the kind of support you need. 24 7 and i can't recommend wp engine enough i use them exclusively and recommend them to all of my clients get 10 percent off your first year of exceptional hosting for your wordpress website go to getthispodcast.com slash wordpress and that will trigger the 10 percent off coupon again it's getthispodcast.com slash wordpress Hey everybody, welcome to another fun-filled episode of the podcast about things people love. Get this, I'm your host Kevin Kautzman in beautiful Washington Heights where it's finally actually spring, April 8th in the foul year of our Lord, 2019. And I'm joined today by my good buddy Jose Ignacio Gomez. The one and only. <laughs> the only and the one. And... Our mutual friend, Lorraine Granado. How are you, Lorraine? I'm good. How are you doing? It's beautiful today. <laughs> <laughs> I'm super. And what are, what are we going to talk about today, Lorraine? We're going to talk about homebrew beer. It's my favorite mm. thing right now. <laughs> one of yeah. us. One <laughs> of us. I, you know, I don't really know the first thing about homebrewed beer. So how long have you been doing it? How did you get into it? All of it. All of the questions. Yeah. So I started homebrewing uh, last summer. And um, I got into it because I was watching uh, this show called On Viceland Channel. It was called Beerland. It's not on anymore. Um, but basically what happens is uh, she goes around the country, um, talks to different homebrewers, tries their beers, picks her favorite in each city. They come back to L.A. and do a um, competition. And whoever wins, they get to brew at her brewery. Nice. And it's distributed. So um, I never, to be honest, was a beer fan per se. I grew up on, you know, Anheuser-Busch, 
Budweiser mm. bottles <laughs> uh, is what basically my dad only had. Beer not so, beer. Yeah, so I was like, you know, that's gross. Why would anybody want to drink that? Mm. Um, not fun. <laughs> mm. But then I was watching this show, and I realized just how awesome beer could be, and you could do anything you really wanted to do with it. Um, so that's, you know, my wheels started turning, and I was like, I could make really cool beers. Let me try to do it. So grabbed the phone, Googled homebrew beer, New York City, and I found this really, really awesome homebrew shop in Brooklyn called Bitter and Esther's. And I uh, went there, bought all the stuff, carted it home on the A train for an hour, <laughs> and um, started brewing in my kitchen. And I've been doing it ever since. Never looked back. When was that? What year was that? Last year. Oh, this last was summer. last year. Last summer. Yeah. Okay. Right on. So it's awesome. It's so much fun. I've gone, uh, done many brews. I found a really cool community of uh, a homebrew club in Brooklyn called the Brewmanaries. So I'm a <laughs> part of that. And I'm... Doing that all the time. There's a really cool crew. And you have a uh, button here. I have a button, a yes. Bruminaries button. button. <laughs> what, what are all these different things in, in uh, it? This see. is like all the stuff that you need to brew beer, right? So you got hops, you got yeast, you got some kind of grain, barley, and uh, the beer at the bottom. And then right? the end product at the bottom. Exactly. All right, all right. I might get a picture of that, and I'll Absolutely. put it in the show notes. <laughs> yeah, it's it, fun. Is it at Bruminaries.com? It is, yes. Bruminaries.com. <laughs> like luminaries, but you brew. <laughs> yes, but we're awesome. Is this the group... <laughs> Uh, that you were that you were involved in that took you on a 13 day. Local I actually just in- did that myself. Okay, <laughs> for people who don't know, uh, tell us about this. You went to 13. I went to 13 breweries in 13 days wow. uh, between Brooklyn, Queens, um, Staten Island, and Bronx. Yeah, that was a fun. <laughs> Jeez. I didn't know that were many. That's, in, that's incredible. I, so you hit, and that's kind of a different thing than homebrew, but it's all related. Yeah, isn't I it? mean, beer is beer. We're all just kind of in this together, figuring it out. <laughs> Except for Budweiser. Except for Budweiser. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, still not my favorite, but right. you know. Hey, there's a place. Yeah, nice I mean, obviously day. they're a huge uh, company that have been around forever, so uh, there's plenty of people out there drinking it. God, you gotta love a good PBR. Oh, for yeah, right. Yeah, well, it always make the work, but no, <laughs> no. <laughs> you know. What was the Lorraine? What was the first brew you did? What type of beer was it? What, was it a special flavor? What did you call it? So I went just very basic. I obviously had no clue what I was doing, um, and so I just started with a basic one gallon homebrew kit. Um, from Bitter and Esters, and they gave me one. Um, it was an amber ale, so I tried that, and it came out delicious. I took mm. it to uh, every um, awesome. every the first Wednesday of every month. Bitter and Esters has a uh, homebrew swap where people bring their beers in. We all drink. Uh, there's a little competition of you know who gets the coveted cup. Um, and I won my first cup of the night. I did bring that. Oh, wow. Well, all right. Excellent. <laughs> so I brought that with me. Um, I, this past, uh, I don't remember, was this the second week of April now? So last, uh, yeah. last Wednesday, um, I tied for best homebrew with a really good friend of mine, Kat, also in the Brewmanaries. And it was <laughs> like surreal. You don't ever actually think that you're going to win anything. You just want to brew beer that you hope doesn't make people sick. And, um, I was shocked and really happy to have won that. Congratulations. Thank you. Did you learn anything from the, I mean, you must have done, uh, from that 13-day, 13-brewery tour? 
Yeah, I I definitely, I mean, I kind of judged, I'm going to be writing, you know, a blog starting about different breweries now. I haven't started doing that yet, but. What's the URL for that? Uh, I haven't started. Pending. Pending URL. <laughs> Pending Maybe, URL, yeah. Do you have any ideas? Um, not really, because I wanted to be all-inclusive of uh, just the whole beer world in general. Mm-hmm. So just kind of, um, I guess, judging <laughs> different I, breweries. I like your last name for like the name of a beer company, Granado. Granado, yeah. Yeah, Granado nice. Brews or something Granado like that. Granado Brews, yeah. I mean, but we, we're not here to uh, even Lorraine, brainstorm Granado. ideas for your <laughs> Pardon? Even, even Lorraine. Lorraine. Even yeah, Lorraine. yeah, it's beautiful. Yeah, lovely, lovely name. <laughs> well, so when you come up with that, because these episodes go out and they're pretty evergreen, right? Yeah. When you come up with that, let me know, I'll let and I'll just know. make sure yeah. it gets linked. Absolutely, so, thanks. Where can people find you now, though? Are you do you have a social media presence at all? Yeah, so I'm on Instagram. Um, my name on Instagram is One Border at a Time, um, and it kind of started as a travel mm-hmm. site. Um, mm-hmm. I still have a lot of travel stuff on there. It's kind of trickling into beer stuff. Um, I'm probably going to separate that out and keep one travel and make one. Beer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, it's going to get pretty muddy in there. <laughs> right, right. That's great. Congratulations on winning all this different beer stuff. So to be clear, the trajectory of this podcast is we're going to try some different beers. And I think we can make some pretty good pretty good radio out of that. Pretty good yeah, podcast. Definitely. So do you want to – should we kick off with the first one? Yeah, we'll start with uh, the Amber, actually. Okay. Good. Yeah. I'll so there's going to be a little – yeah, it'll okay. be a little motion here as uh, Lorraine yeah. preps her Amber. And it's a little bit of a bummer. Yeah, it's fine. There's a little background noise. It's a little bit of a bummer uh, for us, Lorraine, because we're losing you to the the West, aren't we? Yeah, we yeah. all sad. <laughs> Moving back to California. Uh, well, no wonder you're you're taking in all of the breweries in New York City while you still can, right? But you're gonna come back. You'll come back and visit, right? Absolutely. I'll be back and I'll be hitting as many breweries as I can across the country since I'm driving back. <laughs> Are you going to drive back? Oh, you're gonna. Oh my God, we got to talk about that. You're driving from New York all the way back out to LA, right? Yes, I'm going to drive oh, yeah. through the south all the way. Holy moly. Well, so anybody who hears this podcast, if you're listening, if you're anywhere between New York City and L.A. <laughs> and you have brew tips, homebrew clubs, anything like that, let's spread the word and get Lorraine hooked up. What The, the Instagram, again, is one. One border at a time. Is that the numeral one? Spelled out one. One border at a time yes. and you'll find Lorraine. So you, wait a second, you're driving from New York all the way south and then west? Yeah, all, all the, the way, way south what, where? to sunny California. Um, I'm probably going to cut through, you know, go through Tennessee um, and then down into New Orleans. I have some good friends yeah. in New Orleans and then just kind of take the long trek through Texas and <laughs> end up in California. Yeah, all right, <laughs> Texas fight. Yeah. Are you going to stop in Austin? Uh, probably. Yeah. Okay. I've been through Austin before. Um, I wanted like, I really like little, uh, small towns too. So I try to hit those like mm-hmm. random pull off towns. Too. Right. Yeah. Have you been to Barton Springs in yes. Austin? Okay. Yes, All right. Sweet. Beautiful. Sweet. Deep yeah. Eddie pool. That yeah. whole thing. It's beautiful. Fantastic. Absolutely. Yeah. We're yeah. thinking of visiting in the fall. That'd be great. So this okay, is, what are we, uh, yeah, what are we having? the Amber Ale here. Um, give that a smell. Give mm-hmm. that a taste. What makes it an Amber? The color. So it would be a grain bill that you use would be what would make it an amber ale. Okay. All right. So let's try this. Well, that's nice. A little sweet. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's got a little bit of uh, what is that? It's that that forward tannin kind of a, a flavor. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's but a bit not of, too sharp. Exactly. So it's very very light on hops. Um, there mm-hmm. are hops in it, uh, but 
it's light on that, more of an easy drinking. It's probably right about 5% or so. It's pretty good, yeah. Yeah, I think we're going to be all right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'll, I'll refrain from drinking for a second so we don't have too much dead air. Uh, yeah, too much gulping going on. Yeah, there. no, this is fantastic. Uh, yeah, oh, outstanding. And so, you. you, when did you brew this? This has actually been aging a little bit. This is my first brew, so this is from the summer. And actually, it does taste a little bit different. That's the thing that I really enjoy about bottling versus uh, kegging, is that you can kind of let a couple bottles age and see how it changes the flavor. And it really mm. does. You can definitely... Ch- taste the difference in some bottle aging berries. Wow. How long does it take to to brew, you know, an ale like this? Um, so the whole process um, can go right around a month. Um, on your typical brew day, it can kind of be around three hours. Um, then you got maybe about two weeks of fermentation, two weeks um, letting it bottle condition. But this- that can vary based off of what style you're brewing. And this this you bottled last summer. So this the one summer I bottled, of yeah. 2018. Uh, Yes, summer of 2018. So one second, this is not carbonated for a reason? Um, some of them kind of... Uh, okay. It, that was, <laughs> that's the thing with bottle conditioning is that sometimes you don't really get all your... Uh, each bottle kind of carbonates a little bit differently, especially mm. like when I first started doing it. I didn't really <laughs> know how to make sure that it, they all... So each bottle I opened kind of got a little bit of different carbonation. Mm. Yeah. So would you... Describe this as, is this a little flat, would you this say? Is, or? Yeah, this yeah. one is a little bit flat. Right, and right. That, that's kind of the also mystery. You don't really know mm-hmm. until you pop open the bottle. And then you're mm-hmm. like, oh, yeah, that's not flat. Or sometimes you get exploding bottles, which is also fun. Oh, oh boy. <laughs> <laughs> they either blow up in your... Uh, um, in your closet or oh no <laughs> or you open it and it's over foaming oh. it's just it's an adventure well it happens <laughs> it happens to everyone yeah, yeah. So. i may call it adventures in homebrewing because you never really know what's oh happening. that that would be a great url if they don't if that's not <laughs> if that's not already if taken, that's not yeah, taken that's, we'll find out i specialize in this stuff it, yeah uh, and then the carbonation comes from the from the same process from the fermentation is something is something that comes um out. so the carbonation is going to come from you add uh, a priming sugar after fermentation mm-hmm. uh Okay. right before you bottle and then um the yeast will continue to eat whatever leftover yeast is still in the beer mm-hmm. um is going to eat the sugars and create carbon dioxide okay. i was watching this video my my friends from from my neighbor in venezuela when i grew up like we have we're four friends and we well they're always talking about beers and stuff like that mm-hmm. they're really really into it not a, not an expert as you are right oh, now. Oh, I'm definitely not an expert. It's... <laughs> well, but they definitely not doesn't know any kind of these details. But the other day I was watching this video on YouTube on how to really pour a beer from the bottle. Oh yeah. Because you need to get rid of the CO2, uh, and and I was I found it fascinating just that simple way, just yeah. a simple detail. There's a lot of uh-huh. crazy details, and uh, there's definitely some people that are beer snobs, um, but. Uh, the thing that I like about the club I'm a part of is the fact that they're very inclusive and you can be any level of, of brewing. You could have not brewed yet and they want to come and they want to help you. Um, they're on Slack. So anytime that you're, you know, day or night, you have a, uh, a question, uh, whenever you're brewing at 2 a.m., someone's going to be there to help you. Um, and they're inclusive of women, which I think is really difficult in beer culture, is that, you know, the guys, you bearded dudes just think they know everything mm-hmm. about beer. And, Neck, and, beard, beer dudes. <laughs> exactly. And there's no place for women. But there's a oh, yeah. lot of amazing women brewers um, at breweries that hmm. these guys may not even know they're making their beer. 
Wow, cool. <laughs> and, the, and this one you bring is just flat. I love the flavor, really. Yeah, the flavor really comes good. through uh, in it anyways. Refreshing. It is. It's a nice, easy drinking, easy drinking beer. Fantastic. Yeah. Does it have a gone. name? <laughs> yeah, it's going to be gone pretty fast, it friends. Do- <laughs> I know. It does not have a name specifically. Hmm. This is really just a, like, I followed the recipe you know i didn't uh, stray off of it so right right name it per se yeah but. it's not like you're right i understand it was your first your first uh, outing yeah and i was nice pleasantly work. surprised that yeah you know i definitely like first time i was like all right pops went open i drank it i waited a day to make sure i didn't get sick before i shared it with people because <laughs> you don't really know what's gonna happen you're like all right this thing's been sitting in this jar in this right. carboy for like a right. couple weeks, like in a closet. Am I going to die? I don't know. <laughs> Just make you know. sure <laughs> you're not more than 100 feet from a restroom. <laughs> yeah, I, did, I drank it and I did whoa. nothing for the rest of the day just oh. to make sure. <laughs> oh. You never really know what's going to happen. But it did make nobody sick and people enjoyed it and kicked off my brewing. I love it. Yeah. I love it. All right. So maybe we'll move on here shortly to number two. Before we do... Uh, you, again, went to these 13 breweries. Do you recall the names of every single one of them, or were there highlights for you? Ooh, um, I, I do remember the names. It would take me, I should probably write them down more so. Um, but the way that I kind of judge them is based off of both atmosphere and the beers. Um, I'm, I definitely love classic styles, but I love, you know, a little bit of an out there beer, something with a cool color, a cool ingredient, something you don't expect to be in there, or ingredients that don't sound like they should go together, and it's delicious. Um, Some examples. So um, the one that I really enjoyed was Big Alice um, in Long Island City, Mm -hmm. and that one, uh, they just have some really fun funky stuff i mean there's a a beet beer i mean beautiful Ooh, was red it red color. yes oh, beautiful wow. color right. uh. very delicious um uh they have a a sweet potato farmhouse ale which is uh, actually a, a recipe oh. that i brewed as well and i actually changed the recipe a little bit started to stray from it instead of using sweet potato i actually used uh amber cup squash that i got when i was apple picking whoa and um, you made a squash i beer? made a squash beer yeah how'd it turn out uh very light uh very easy to drink a little bit funky because it's a farmhouse style I use like a saison yeast um which kind of tends to lead a little bit different funk flavors um so uh, it's very, very light, though. I feel like you didn't get as much of a flavor or sweetness you would have got from using sweet potato. Um, but it was kind of fun, especially because it was a a squash that I had never heard of. And I think most people are like, what is that? <laughs> it looks <laughs> like a pumpkin. Um, but it was really good. I really enjoyed it. That's that's fun. So you were talking about Big Alice. Big Alice. Long Island in City. In Long Island City. That one I really enjoyed. Um what is it about the place? Does it have an atmosphere you enjoy? Yeah, yeah. it's really small tasting room. Um, you know, you're sitting within all their brewing equipment, drinking your beer. And there's something that I love just that you can be a part of. The, you know, it's not like a stale environment where you're just like, you know, you come in to get drunk and whatever. Right. <laughs> like you're there, you're really sitting amongst their brewing equipment drinking your beers. Have awesome. you heard of Surly Brewing uh, Brewing in uh, Minneapolis? No. They I'm started as a pretty small outfit. And of course, the Twin Cities have this big, it's been going on for a long Bruising, time out there. Yeah. And uh, it's crazy because they, they took over an entire, kind of almost like their own warehouse is also, or their own factory is also now this huge kind of campus. 
Cool. It looks like a small Silicon Valley campus devoted to beer. Devoted to beer. It's it's crazy. There are rooms you can rent out, and there's food, and it's uh, all these long tables, and it's a very strange vibe. I I, yeah. I really dig it. They throw events. Um, yeah. That's Check what that I really, out. I really enjoy about breweries. I feel like breweries, your experience should be more about the community that you're a part of. Um, you can, you know, anyone can come in there. There's usually really fun events. Um, and cool. it's just, I think it's a really cool gathering place. And, you know, even if the, the breweries have distribution, there's always beers there at breweries that you can't get at your, you know, local bar. So... Yeah, it's a cultural. Set. Yeah, it's a mm-hmm. it's really fun, and I think that the way that I I think I enjoy to visit a brewery is ones that are a little bit smaller um, that you actually have the chance to to speak to um, the people pouring your beer, or sometimes you get a chance to talk to the brewmasters, and that's right. always amazing. I that love cool. have, being able to have a conversation with the people who are actually brewing your beer. What makes somebody a brewmaster? Do they have to defeat the other brewmasters in <laughs> a hand-to-hand combat? Know, to the death, yeah. <laughs> um, no, it's just a, the brewmaster is just someone who, you know, is hands-on brewing the beer at the breweries, has a hand in the whole process mm. of, uh, you know, from start to finish. Sure, sure. Yeah, right. creating the recipes. Um, there's always, like, a head brewers, mm-hmm. and, you know. Depending on the brewery, you have a larger staff. But yeah. Isn't it cool that it, it does elevate drinking into something that's less about, hey, let's go and get hammered. There's room for that once in a while. Yeah. But at the same time, it's it's quite nice. It, it, like I said, it elevates it. it what do you call a, a beer sommelier? It's not a joke. It's not a setup. I'm asking a real question. Oh, man. <laughs> is there a, a name word? for it. Yes. Do they have it? There is a certificate oh. for that. Um, we'll have to look it up. Yeah. It's not coming to mind right now, but there is one. It's pretty intense. Yeah. I regret to inform wow. you that no Adventures in Homebrewing dot com is taken it's taken mm, but Bummer. you know you keep you keep rapping That's you keep talking right. it, it, it'll come up maybe brewing with <laughs> yeah brewing with an end yeah, or maybe maybe adventures in home brew i don't or know in home brew yeah, they, yeah you, know, you, can, you can keep looking yeah, around i'm gonna look up beer sommelier as you yeah, pour number two think about it what's yeah, number two we'll go with two um it may be a style that you haven't tried before it's called a goza Ooh. it's a little bit sour um Jose, what's your relationship with beer? Jeez, I don't know what to tell you. I'm, I'm thinking about it. I'm, I'm kind of quiet today. I'm just listening because I don't know anything about this. <laughs> and I've been bartending for so long. But it's, it's a different, yeah, it's completely different. It got nothing to do with the profession, I guess. But uh, I started drinking beers. The first time I drank beer, I was maybe 10 years old with some friends. <laughs> oh, goodness. Yes, I know. Friends from the neighborhood. Oop, oh, yeah, out. you can hear it. This is good. Theater Everybody's line, people. Yeah. Nobody's hurt. Yeah, sorry you're sorry you're not here to enjoy this. Uh, check out Lorraine on Instagram. Jose, where, where can people find you on on Instagram? Uh, oh yeah, uh, Jose Ignacio Gomez Uno. So Jose Ignacio Gomez One. <laughs> that's All it. right, I'll put the link in the show notes. Uh, yeah, that's great. So you, so you're yeah, at so 10. yeah, I was like ten years old and with my friend from the neighborhood. All of my friends. Always, they tend to be older than me. So they were like maybe 13, 14, and I was 10. And then we just went to the supermarket, bought some beers, like two for two each. And we were doing some marshmallows on a fire at some friend's house or something like that. Or, or, or sausages, I think it was. That was many <laughs> years ago. And then I remember just walking home after drinking two beers. It was a Pilsner, Cardenal. It was really good beer in Venezuela. I don't, I don't remember if it was Venezuelan or it was some, from somewhere else. But then that was the first time, and then I didn't drink anything else till I was like 13, 14. 
and I didn't like beers in the beginning because the bitter. The funny thing, then I started drinking beer, maybe around 14, like I said, and I was drinking Polar beer, it's the most famous beer back home. And the funny thing is that I used to like drinking it even, even when it was warm, which is weird. <laughs> you got a European palate. Yeah, I they, don't know they do what like it was. Their warm beer over there, but then they? eventually, you know, my palate changed, and then I need, I have to see the icy on the, uh, <laughs> right, right, icy right. inside the bottle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's great. I'm yeah. trying to think of like, well, I'll tell you a little, little background about uh, when I really first got into beer. But uh, first, so yeah. what are we drinking now? Uh, so this Lorraine? is a goza, pretty straightforward recipe. Goza. Goza. It's G O S E, and it's pronounced oh, goza. Goza. Um, so it's a little funky, a little. Uh, salty, some little sour notes in there. Wow. Very, very light on hops again. The word we were looking for, the beer sommelier, is, a, oh. is it Cicerone? That's what they're saying. Cicerone. Cicerone. Yes, there you go. C-I-C-E-R-O-N-E. Cicerone. Yeah. I've never heard it. It's fancy. There we go. Fancy pants. All right, cheers. Salud. All right. Salud to you. Oh, no, come on. Let's. It's an audio podcast. There you go. Mm. Cicerone sounds like um, a Roman Empire. Or yeah, Cicero, a philosopher. Emperor is it? Mm-hmm. Was it? Yeah, yeah. Was he an emperor or a philosopher? Know, I'm just, <laughs> I think he was a philosopher. <laughs> it yeah, sounds like he yes. should be, though. I'm a Cicero. I remember the first time I met a Somalia, I said, that's a job, really? I was such yeah. a redneck. It's like, whoa, wow. It's yeah. actually really difficult respect- to, yeah. to become a Cicero, uh, actually. Yeah. I'm pretty and sure. a proper Somalia as well, <laughs> yeah, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, it's very difficult. There's a lot of training. There's a lot of people that actually have it in the U.S. You have to be able to taste and understand, I think, the regions that something's from. Based on, yeah, it's unbelievable. Yeah, yeah, like it's it's really. I have a hard time deciphering my own beers sometimes. <laughs> it's a little, yeah, there, there was I don't a, even know. It's crazy. There was a, uh, like a documentary about that, a Master Sommeliers in Netflix. On Netflix, I saw it many, maybe seven years. Yeah, ago. Yeah, I saw that a number of years ago as well. And it they're was intense. And they're doing tastings, yeah. and they've got um, cards where they're memorizing yeah, different yeah. regions mm-hmm. and grapes from regions. Mm-hmm. And it's I, I have a lot of respect for people who devote that yeah. much to. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's a yeah. nice craft, man. <laughs> who does you know? Who doesn't want to you know be something like that? You know what <laughs> is a bit of a lost art as well. Uh, and I, I'm not speaking ill of anybody. I'm sure they're, the, these guys are still out there driving. This is a bit of a, a segue. But uh, London cabbies are famous prior to GPS for having an absolute um, map oh, of the city in yeah, their heads. Because yeah, it's not that. like oh, a yeah. grid like New York. It's yeah, not like no. I'm at Broadway in 192nd. It's like I'm at you know, yeah. Falstaff close in whatever yeah, no, yeah I heard, near I heard, Angel, I heard. and they go, okay, and they'll get you there. It's crazy. They, they even did some uh, studies of their brains, mm-hmm. and their brains had a different level of development for spatial awareness, something like that. Very yeah. interesting. Yeah, I heard so that uh, to, in order to be a cab driver in London, you need to really take the test. requires you to know all the streets, like completely, like perfect, no, no mistake. And it's, it's a like, spaghetti. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's not a Tetris map. It's a spaghetti. Yeah. And uh, well, anyway, so getting back to beer. Mm-hmm. So this is a Goza. And yeah. uh, when did you brew this? Uh, this was my third brew. So this one's been bottle conditioning since about maybe December. So Well, and why don't we describe it for people? Because it's not as yeah, it's, it's not an amber. It's kind of a well, so it's really, really uh, light yellow, but it's unfiltered. So it's very cloudy. Mil- yeah, I was going to say almost uh, like so a you milky can't see through it. Yeah. yeah. So uh, all of my beers, I do not filter. I kind of like something about maybe a little bit of hop particles mm-hmm, left in it. Mm-hmm. Um, some I mean, some styles need to be clear. Um, like, mm. you know, even the amber, even though it was a, a pretty rich amber color, you could see 
through it, you know. Um, this one, this goes as very cloudy. You can't see anything. Yeah. What are the flavors so, that I'm getting in here? What am I What am I tasting? No, uh, there's coriander in it um, mm. and a little sea salt. It's like a mm, right, interesting. Yeah, yeah you get the little salt. bit of yeah. saltiness in there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What would you drink this with in terms of food? Ooh, I don't know. It's kind of. Uh, I I don't really classify like funky beer so say as like going with food like pairing. Yeah, yeah, I feel like they're kind of like standalone. They have so much complexity so, in their mm-hmm. flavors. There's a lot of character in this. There's a yeah. lot going yeah. on. Yeah, yeah. I, I yeah. would definitely go with a grilled salmon with this. That's what I was saying. Maybe, maybe something, something. Maybe some something fish. Something light. Yeah. yeah. Something, yeah. I mean, yeah. yeah. I'm vegan, so I don't oh, think about right, it in right, terms right. of. Okay. <laughs> I don't uh, think about salmon. it in terms of like uh, love me some salmon. Let's uh, kill some animals. Yeah. No. Absolutely not. That was not. I respect that. I respect that. That's fine. So all of my beers are vegan brews. Um, mm. So I don't use any kind of lactose, milk, sugar in mine. Um, so, yeah. Vegan brews. Vegan brews. How long have you been a vegan? Uh, probably about two years, maybe three. I throw in, you know, the occasional non-vegan cupcake oh, from sure. time to time. So right. it's not like straight through, but yeah. Do you get up to the farmer's market? I know you're leaving town soon, but I do. Market, yeah, I used have to go there all the time. Incredible vegan cookies. They got, oh. yeah, everything. Uh. And that's another thing I'm trying to do before I move is how uh, many of the vegan places that I haven't gotten to have been on my my little Google saved places I want to go list. Yeah. 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 So I've been hitting a lot of those too. Well, What's another brewery on your list of 13 that you hit that you really felt was a standout in New York here? In New- um, I really enjoyed uh, Grimm. Uh, that's in Williamsburg, if I'm not mistaken, kind of out that area. Um, they had a really cool vibe in there as well. You're not among the brewing equipment, but it's definitely right there. Mm-hmm. Um but they have their own uh, seating outside of it. And they do a lot of like funky sour kind of mixed fermentation stuff, cool color, you know. I really love the color of a beer when it pours out. This one was and, a uh, real surprise. I've never seen a beer look quite like quite this. Quite like, yeah. Uh, this yeah. like hazy. Really cool. business going on, yeah. Uh, now, what's what kind of food did these two breweries serve? Do they do they also serve food? They did not have food at Big Alice. Um, Grimm, I think... They might rotate, uh, like different people that come in there, just like little bar snacks. Yeah, something you know, to something have with it. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, not all breweries offer that, or they do like a food truck kind of thing, some pop up oh, stuff. Oh yeah, I love um, food trucks. Yeah, yeah so like yeah. that's fun to have like a rotating list of like what you can eat, and a lot of places also allow you to bring your own food in. Ah, so uh-huh. that's. Also Great. Yeah. Well, you I know. Have to eat. <laughs> <laughs> I know our friend Jose has to go here, but before it's pretty soon. So, but, but before he does, let's have let's have beer number three, and yep. then we'll get into the second half of the show. I want to tell my story, uh, my my oh, beer yeah. story. Uh, right. When I was seventeen, I moved to from uh, uh, North Dakota, Mandan, North Dakota, to Minneapolis, and the second job I got was at a beer and wine restaurant <laughs> and some of the friends that I still have from Minneapolis are, are people who I met uh, through this crazy place. Uh, the owner or whatever he was, was an alcoholic con man named Murph. And at some point he lived in the basement with his dog. Uh, but he was obsessed with beer. And uh, I remember we first started working uh, because the place had uh, been burned to the ground the the interior had been burned and we think it was insurance fraud 
<laughs> and so we spent six weeks fixing the place up, opened it, and it was 24-7, uh, beer and wine. At some point, Murph had it set up so that there were – and he was this old, graying uh, – he claimed to be a Vietnam vet, but I nobody knows. He was this cipher, this mystery. But by the time he had moved into the basement with his dog, we all knew you know the writing was on the wall. He was just kind of a sociopath. Uh, the turnover was huge. The people who worked there were crazy. I could tell lots and lots of stories. Maybe I'll do an entire episode about uh, this place. It was called the Borealis. But – I was, I, mean, I was 18 and I started working behind the bar because it's a beer and wine place. I could do it. Yeah. And we had, I think it was like, at one point we boasted over 100 beers uh, on, not on draft, but there were like over 20 beers on draft. And this is, this is right the year 2000. So this was before all this stuff had really kicked off and yeah. really taken, taken over. So we were on the forefront of that. And I must have tasted every single one of the beers. There were 80 different kinds of bottles. That's and awesome. we would get a drink after work, even though I was 18, of course. Like, why not, right? This is, good. this is good for me. I should be studying. But no, here I am. Live music every night. It was an absolute shit show. Absolutely nuts. <laughs> and we would have a report all through the night, like how whether Murph was getting into the whiskey or not. <laughs> Because you had to calibrate your behavior. It was a very strange awesome. place. But some of my best, uh, you know, the best friends I have from Minneapolis are still people I met there because it was trial by fire. Because, yeah, you got a band together. Holy moly. <laughs> That's my kind of place. Yeah, yeah. The, yeah, Jose, you'd fit right in. Yeah, the Borealis. Well, let's let's toast the Borealis. Well, before we do, though, what, what are we drinking here, Lorraine? So this one is uh, sour. This one I did not brew. This is brewed by my friend mm. Rob. It smells, mm. yeah, take a smell of that. It smells awesome. It is a blackberry raspberry very sour. Um, I helped him bottle it, took him out to his parents' place in uh, Jersey, and he's got a whole sour beer program going on in his parents' basement, and it's just beautiful when you walk in. <laughs> it's all these carboys just full of sours, just fermenting away. Um, some of them year, two years have been sitting there just getting some awesome flavors going on. What full of sours? Um, Car- carboys. What's yeah. a carboy? So a carboy is uh, they, like the vessel that you... Uh, ah. It will ferment in, yeah. Okay. I could have inferred that, but I had never Sorry, heard the yeah. term. No, 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 not at all. Well, and, and so what's the color of this? It's kind of like a... So, I mean, there's blackberries and raspberry puree in this, so you definitely oh. get the color of the two in there. Wow. Um, well, here. Fun one. Cheers. Here's to you, this Lorraine. Very, Thanks very so much tasty. for bringing this on. All of them are very yeah. tasty. Like, oh, incredible. Mm-hmm. It, it smells like a, like a candy in a yeah. good way. Not too mm-hmm. sweet, though. It's not going to be super sweet when you drink it, though. Mmm. Mm. It's like a kick in the mouth. <laughs> wow. It's like that kind of, I don't want to say bitter, but kind of, is it a little bitter uh, raspberry kind of Yeah, sharp? I mean, you get that little aftertaste of, of some of that, but it's initially really sour on the tongue. That's, what I'm, that's, that's what I'm saying, yeah. sour. You get yeah, sour yeah, yeah. and then, you know, there's mm. no no hops in this. This is just straight. Oh. Yeah. Hmm. So Holy what's, what moly. is the difference between a cider? It's kind of the same process. So a cider is going to be, you know, made of apples. So it's not mm-hmm. going to have a grain bill, a part of it. Mm-hmm. There's no barley. There's no wheat. Uh, it's just straight uh, apple juice um, um, and some pulp that they leave into it, which is kind of why uh, it has a little bit of a darker color, a little murkier color than you would mm-hmm. maybe from an apple juice. A lot more complexity in ciders. They love ciders over in the UK. That's what they all get hammered on when they're 14 years old. And <laughs> yes, I cannot drink that any, anymore. It's too much. Oh, you get, head, you get <laughs> terrible headaches. headaches. Terrible headaches. Yeah. It's a lot of sugar. <laughs> <laughs> I went into a scotch tour through Scotland at one point. That's a bucket list thing. There you go. Yeah, that'd be a cool thing to do. Yeah, I definitely am a, a big fan of 
you know, drinking something from the region that you're visiting. There's a lot to be said about the, you know, farm to table, farm to bottle movement. And um, there's nothing like fresh ingredients when you're trying something. Um, you know, you get a taste of the region that you're in. Uh, it's very connected to the people, local farmers, local brewers, you know, everything. It's I think it's a great thing to try are, to... Are there any on. other beers that they don't do the filter thing like you? Yeah, I mean, Plenty, okay. yeah, there's a lot of people okay. that do that. Yeah, All I mean, right. commercial is a little bit different, um, obviously, uh, on a larger scale. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, if, like if you do, I mean, it'll say unfiltered or you get hazy IPAs that are just, okay. you know, they still have the, some of the ops left in it. That was the big style of beer that led the change in all of this, the IPA. IPAs. When that, when that took off, and I'm not an expert in this at all, but so maybe I'm making an assumption, but I remember when we were bartending, uh, when I was bartending in Minneapolis, that IPA wave hit, and it became this game, how hoppy can we make this? Yeah. And every brewery, at least in the Twin Cities, and then we were importing stuff from from out of town, um, would try to outdo it, outdo the other one in terms of hops. And then that kind of, that wave crested and and fell away and and but the movement took off yeah and i mean ipas are still huge Mm -hmm. a huge industry you got double ipas triple ipas it's just uh craziness i mean the Mm -hmm. thing that i see now starting to trend is sour ipas um i see that uh, you still get a lot of hoppiness but it's got that sour note which is fun um i i mean beer as anything just kind of trends in in weird, mysterious ways. And, you you know, you got to try to stick your neck out and try something different to see how people react to it. I remember in a history class at university being told that beer is the oldest beverage. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> that they I, would. I think I read that too. Yeah, fermented. kind of fun, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like 6,000 like, years old or something. something. Yeah, I was mm-hmm. like reading up on uh, some like beer history rabbit hole of, you know, clicking on stuff. And uh, I mean, there's, like, evidence of, of beer, like, in Egyptian vessels. Like, mm-hmm. they're just out there drinking beer. Being it's paid awesome. beer. And it was very light, and apparently it had something to do, to do with killing bacteria in the mm-hmm. water. It was actually mm-hmm. a yep. way to be safe and to continue hydrating, yeah. which I imagine in Egypt is important. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> you think? Uh, yeah, that's probably a good idea. Pretty hot. Yeah, yeah. that's exactly. I, actually, I remember I have this big book from Isaac Asimov. Yeah. I don't know how you pronounce I, it. In Isaac. It was said Isaac. Isaac yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it's a big book, like dull, like three Bibles in one of all history in the world. And I remember when I read that. Yeah, I never forget. <laughs> the Egypt. Uh, Egypt was the first country made to make beers. Uh, yeah. 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 Cool. <laughs> There's a podcast that a friend of mine runs. I don't know if it's still active. Uh, but it's called Rogue Bottle, and he does all of these interviews with people who are involved in liquor and, and yeah. brewing and everything. And uh, I might, uh, you know, make an introduction. He's out in L.A. Oh, well, Really good go. guy. His name's Chad Eshman. Okay. Rogue Bottle. See if Rogue you can find bottle. it. Rogue yeah. Bottle. Good stuff. So is that is that the end of the, the tasting for today? Uh, yeah, that's. That's all mm. I have. Unless, yeah. well, there's that fourth one, isn't there? I mean, there's a, <laughs> there's a commercial one. I've Why got. don't we crack that okay, one up, open, and then we'll get a, we'll get Jose one. out of here. Right. And uh, <laughs> everybody, we're we're only having a little sip of this stuff, so I don't want you to think you're, uh, we're going to start slurring our words yeah. or anything. What is your favorite beer? What is my favorite beer? Uh-huh. Ah, that's a good question. I I haven't been drinking a whole lot of beer for a number of years, uh, partly because of uh, my diet. I'm trying to been trying mm. to lose weight for a while. Uh 
I got you know, for just drinking beer, just having around the house, keep PBR just to have, especially in the summer. But if I had my way, there's a um, there's a beer called Summit Saga, mm-hmm. which is uh, made by Summit Brewing Company in St. Paul. That's quite good. The classic standard standard Summit, I think it's an EPA, is still my go to when yeah. I'm back in the Twin Cities. Surly Surly makes a really hoppy beer called Surly Furious. Uh, Love love that stuff. Uh, but, you know they just make such good beer. And uh, whenever I'm back in the Twin Cities, I, I tend to go that direction. Summit Oktoberfest too is this incredible uh, um, Oktoberfest beer, and they release it in the fall. And I think it's something like nine or ten percent. So you have two or three of those, and then you you got to cut yourself off because uh, it can get out of hand pretty fast. What about you, Jose? What do you what do you like? I guess you know. I mean the Pilsner. Pilsner since I was a kid because Polar is a Pilsner. Uh, I just got used to it. Um, but then Heineken, I like Heineken a lot. Mm. I like Amstel Light. I'm, I'm, I don't. I like beers that I like the Pilsner because you can just drink a lot of them and you don't get you know too much. Like with other beers, the taste and the you know the flavor kind of like saturates me. Right. In a point, it's like a certain right. point. Like I, I like IPA. I like Lagunitas IPA. Oh, I love Lagunitas. Yes, thanks for reminding me yeah. of that. Yeah, they're great. Um, so beer number four, the fourth and final beer we're having, and I'm holding the can right now, and it's anti-resin New England style double Indian uh, India Pale Ale, and it's got a little uh, what is that? A little hop, and then all of these. It's a very cool bit of packaging here. Yeah. It's in like a small can. And, oh, it's six point. It's a six point beer. Yeah. Mm. All right. So, uh, so you can tell us really about this. right away smell smell the. I brought this as a contrast of you know I had some more funkier mm-hmm. styles uh, and the amber being very light on hops. Uh, double IPA Ooh. India Pale Ale is super hoppy. This one is also a little hazy. Mm, um, yeah, I was gonna say that. A nice now color. Notice you can smell the hops in there. Um, great aroma to start with. So, yeah, it's going right. to be a little bit more bitter well, than the other ones. What should we toast? Let's toast the great city of New York. Yes. And uh, let's also toast, uh, Lorraine, your pending voyage, yes. which I think we'll talk about after uh, we finish this brew. Here All we go. Right. Cheers. Sure. Salud. Salud. <laughs> That's going to be loud. <laughs> mm. Yeah, I mean, oh. just yeah. by knowing these little things right now, and mm-hmm. like, <laughs> it makes it more interesting, you know, to have the beer. Oof. And so what is it? What is it about this? Why do you, why did you bring this? Just to, is it you just had it around? Or? Um, yeah, I mean, yeah, I had it around. Also, cleaning out the fridge, pending moving across the country. Yeah. Uh, some bottles, I kind of bottles and cans, I've been kind of hoarding. Um, but yeah, I just wanted to bring like a contrasting style. Um, it, uh, because I've you know had very different beers. Uh, I hope you've been able to tell the difference between absolutely uh, how many styles there are and um, how much goes into each beer. And I just thought uh, actually showcasing a little bit more of the hoppy side. Um, like you said, IPA has been such a huge movement uh, within the craft brew industry. And having a, a, another local beer like Six Point um, being in Brooklyn. Yeah. yeah, it's fantastic. Yeah, it's really good. This is re- so this is unfiltered too, right? Um, I don't know if it's necessarily no. unfiltered, mm-hmm. um, but it's definitely a hazy style. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. I don't know if it actually says on that bottle. I'm really yeah, it just says proprietary resin hop blend minus the bitterness. Yeah, so it's very light 
on the bitterness. Well, now um, this is open, we're going to have... I'm sorry. Go ahead. You're going to have to... Fin- no, go ahead. I was going to say, uh, now that it's open, we're going to have to finish you it. You want to finish it? All right. <laughs> oh, all right. Yeah. Well, well, we can all help each other. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Teamwork. Yeah. Uh, one second. What, is, what does that mean? Like, it's sure. double APA? IPA, uh, double... Or? I mean, just like double the amount of hops, you know. Oh, okay. Um, is it hops that makes it an IPA? The... Hi- kind of? Yeah. So that's going to give... Yeah, the hops definitely is the showcase mm. uh, in the IPA. Um that's where bitterness comes from. And, you, I mean, you can get endless amounts of flavors, um, different. There's so many kinds of hops out there. I feel like every time I have a beer, I see uh, it says it's made with a different kind of hops. And it's usually one I've never heard of. There's so many strains. There's cross strains of hops. They all lend different flavors. And especially at, at the different times that you add them into the process of brewing will also give you a different flavor profile. What the hell is a hop? I've never, I've never asked this. It's, it's something from wheat, right, or barley, or what is it? No, it's uh, not. I've said the word hops, barley, or whatever. What is it? Um, (laughs) (laughs) I I mean, have you seen a picture of a hop? Well, I know what I mean. I think I have an idea of what a hop is. Yeah, I mean, it grows on these really tall vines. Um, Oh, it grows up. Oh, actually, I don't know if I'm wrong, but you smell like wheat. Uh, they smell like that. Uh, I yeah, mean, it I mean, has that. Uh, yeah, so they're flowers. And looks technically, like it a the hop is a flower. Uh-huh. Um, I'm, I'm always taking guests on the getthispodcast.com, the podcast about things people love. And if you want to do an episode where we just go around and taste different uh, strains of marijuana, uh, oh, and you're not a fed. I don't know what Please. that just <laughs> crossed my mind right now. Fed, yeah. I, you know, what would end up happening, though, I think is a lot of dead air because uh, I might have a reaction. And that's actually probably not the right way to go about it. Uh, I mean, well, hop is like a cousin of, you know, of oh, cannabis. Oh, they're related. So they're related. <laughs> oh, that's nice. Uh, so sometimes you get some of them really smell kind of similar. Kind of like that uh, Yeah. Mm. Some of them <laughs> Some of them even lend kind of flavor profiles of, of weed as well. But Excellent. Yeah. Yeah, um, I, I mean, for all of that stuff, <laughs> for, you know, I support yeah, within local reason. growers. Yeah, that's right. Within reason. Within reason. Mm. This is uh, well, you're well, you're looking for that, uh, uh, Lorraine. Uh, I want to remind everybody to please subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or Stitcher. You can also listen to the podcast at getthispodcast.com. And please give us uh, five stars. Give us some feedback. I'm on Twitter. At Kevin Kautzman, if you want to talk back. And, uh, you know, I always really want to know, do you, do you enjoy the episode? Can I uh, get more guests like this? Uh, I'm almost taking guests. So feel free to be in touch. It'd be fun to chat. So All right. What are we looking at? We're looking at hops here. This is here. like what the hop, uh, specifically what a hop looks like. And then on the tall vines, they build these big trellises for them to grow really, really high in the air. Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, that's gorgeous. They're really pretty. They smell delicious. Um, just amazing. There's a really cool hop farm. Um, actually, just I think it's a uh, west of uh, Albany. It's uh, Indian Ladder Farms. Mm-hmm. I went there, and uh, they have like a cidery and a brewery there, and it's also a hop farm. Amazing. And uh, it's just beautiful. I just it's they look so pretty. They smell so good. They do. It looks so pretty. <laughs> it's beautiful. Yeah. Amazing. I mean, yeah, you can see. Oh, that's so cool. It's really cool. They go really tall in the air. Yeah. So we're, we're losing our pal Jose because he has to go and bartend. He has to go and serve beer to people. Yeah. Jose, make sure you get back on the mic and say goodbye before you bounce, buddy. <laughs> you can't Irish goodbye. Uh, that's, that's my job. So, Lorraine, let's – well, is there anything more you want to say about the homebrewing? I think we can the devote a little, bit to, a little bit of time to talk about your pending 
inter- or a transcontinental voyage. Yeah, I mean, I think the biggest thing about homebrewing. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah no, I just gonna say goodbye, but I actually like that for the name of the post, the podcast, what? the Irish goodbye, the Irish goodbye, <laughs> Irish goodbye, and Lorraine, Irish goodbye. <laughs> the Irish goodbye, and Lorraine Granado. Granado. <laughs> okay. All right, okay. Uh, do you like that? But I mean, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I was gonna call it the homebrewing episode, but yeah, let's yeah. call it the Irish, go- for, the Irish thing goodbye. Is I've been hearing that homebrewing Irish and Irish goodbyes. goodbyes. I've been hearing that Irish goodbye lately, but uh, in Venezuela we call it the French goodbye. It's the same thing. It's just I don't know what <laughs> well, we call the French. Fr- uh, I don't know. <laughs> well, who That's knows? Bizarre. Who knows? Anyway, right, anyway, I got my Chuck Taylors on, and I gotta go to work. <laughs> Adios, Adios, amigo. Bye. We'll see you soon, buddy. Love you guys. Yeah, you too, man. All right. So uh, always lively on the Get This podcast. I feel like I'm uh, I'm running a uh, boarding house here. A boarding house. No, it's good. Um, well, just one thing I wanted to say before we change topic is just. Um, Homebrewing, I think, is is such a great thing to bring people together, and it's not as complicated as you may think it is. And uh, it's for everybody and anybody that wants to do it, try it. It's not a whole lot in the startup ways. It doesn't take a ton of space. I still only do a gallon brewing. Um, I mean, you can do five gallons. I have friends at Keg. They got you know kegerators in there. You know, you don't have to do that. You can start small. You just I I brew on my stove in a pot that I also cook soup in and I ferment in my closet and I bottle with you know I got 12 bottles that I kind of rotate through bottle drink bottle drink (laughs) to try to make space and it's really not that expensive it's not that complicated I really recommend people try it it's fun it sounds fun I may I may take that up now you're changing gears and getting ready to Get a camper van or something to that effect, right? Uh, yeah, I'm gonna purchase a van, a cargo van, likely, and convert it and travel the country with me and my dog. How are you gonna brew in the van? <laughs> yeah, I don't really think that's gonna happen uh, because you need, you know, somewhat of temperature control from fermenting and driving. Uh, it's gonna move it mm, too much. Mm-hmm, you know, you mm-hmm. can't really be shaking things up like that. So, um, luckily. Uh, because I want to uh, eventually open a brewery. Um, my parents are very supportive of me brewing and are going to let me have a little space to to do some fermentation in their garage. That is <laughs> wonderful. And your parents are to be commended. Yes, very Good supportive. Parenting. Everything. Yes. Nice work, parents. It, it, it helps that my dad likes beer. <laughs> so that's a, you know, positive thing. Definitely nice, nice to have that. I hope he hears this. Yeah, you probably will. So dad, you got beer coming your oh, way. Oh, <laughs> wow. Holy moly. Your, your posterity is uh, secured. Everything is <laughs> come, yeah, I mean, I feel like Granado. anyone's gonna like welcome you home if you bring beer with it, right? Like, <laughs> right, of course. Yeah, Nate, oh, that's amazing. I, I come bearing gifts. <laughs> you, I come bearing beer, you know, and that's all right too because as you're on the road, you're gonna be focusing on obviously travel. Yeah, I mean, I feel like breweries. I, I'm yeah. so yeah. I'm gonna be going to a bunch of breweries along the way wherever I can find little spots to stop. Um, I, I think the biggest reason for me doing this is. Uh, I took a, a cross-country road trip uh, about three years ago now, and I think it was actually this time three years ago. I think they 
Google reminded me like, see this time, you know, <laughs> like reminder pictures. Um, but I did a cross country road trip by myself uh, from California. I wanted to go, um, you know, ocean to ocean. So Pacific to Atlantic. And once I got there, I wasn't ready to go home. So I turned and came up to New York and uh, I hadn't seen New York since I was nine um, on a family vacation. So I came here again and I loved it and it made me feel comfortable enough to pursue moving here. So I just feel like travel has always brought me to a place that uh, I wanted to be where I was meant to be. And uh, it led me here. And I feel like the next adventure is going to lead me to my next city. I love it. <laughs> and where are you shopping for the camper van? Are you doing it online? Yeah, doing it online. Um, I haven't really seen any like actual, uh, you know, the old school way of posting for sale on vans. Um, it's not really here. done out here. Yeah. Uh, it's not really done here. So yeah, just definitely, uh, you know, Craigslist in it, offer up, uh, let go, you know, just all of those platforms to try to find a way to find a van. What are you looking for in it? Um, I'm looking for space. Um, I don't want, and, and, you know, being stealth, I'm not looking for have one of these big Mercedes sprinters. Um, that's super obvious that somebody's living in there. Right. Uh, I mean, yes, maybe Instagrammable and yes, maybe like a very easy way of living. Um, I also don't want to be in an RV. I feel like that's also very obvious. Um, I want to be stealth. Um, and I want to have, uh, very, I'm, I'm working towards a minimal lifestyle, um, which I've been slowly trying to get towards minimalism and low waste life. And I know driving isn't really great in the way of that, but, um, you know, I just want, uh, just something that can get me where I'm going and be out in nature. Cause I'm not going to just like chill in the van all the day, you know, like I'm going to go outside, uh, bringing my dog with me. So he needs to have space in there as well. Um, yeah, that's just... What's your dog's name? My dog's name is Ty. Hey, Ty. Ty, my, I miss him so much. He's uh, with my parents uh-huh, in California. Uh-huh. Gotcha. So, yeah, I, uh, he's a Bernese mountain dog and Great Pyrenees mix. So he's a big guy. Uh, about 80 pounds, but he looks 100 because he's all fur and just a big love bug. So you're going to drive to California and grab him and then... And then, yeah, well, I mean, I'm going to stay there for a month or two and and convert the van. Um, And then uh, we're going to hit the road. So the van conversion, how are you going to handle that? Lots of blogs and uh, tutorials on uh, what... I mean, luckily, my dad is an engineer, um, so... Uh, and I have a really good friend that's an engineer. He, we grew up, me and my brother both grew up knowing how to be handy, knowing how to fix things, um, do stuff on your own. So no wonder you would get into homebrewing. Yeah, that's a I natural. Mean, thing. Well, I mean, the other thing too, I, th- I feel like homebrewing is actually really connected to cooking, mm. which my mom taught me and my grandma taught me. So if you can follow a recipe, you can brew. It's the same. You're really essentially cooking, and then you're fermenting, which is literally just letting it sit there. <laughs> So, I mean, it's like, it's very easy, very yeah, natural, yeah. like, and, you know, being handy uh, definitely helps you to be able to do those things. Yeah. Well, friend of the show, Sean Phillips has been on an episode and he did this very thing. You can listen to the earlier episode. I did. Yeah, oh, I listened to it. Yeah. Oh, awesome. Uh, yeah. I mean, he spent a year and a half fixing up. He didn't get a van. He got a trailer. He got a trailer. Yeah. yeah. And they're doing it. And yeah. I don't think y'all are alone. 
There's a lot of people No, there's a lot of people out there. I mean, on Instagram, it's very glamorized, right? Uh I mean, it looks beautiful. You want to be in these, you know, beachfront areas, you know, you, and and that's not the, it's always a girl in a bikini, you know, it's like this beautiful, uh, you know, ideal of what it is, but it's, it's definitely very different. I mean, yes, I haven't done it, but I've cross country road tripped, sleeping in the back of a car. Um, you know, know, whatever, you know, what would single handedly destroy Instagram? <laughs> a smell function. Oh yeah, definitely. Because <laughs> we can smell through if Instagram you could and be smell over. what's happening in these photos. You'd be like, yeah, no, nah, maybe. Whoa, maybe, maybe whoa, whoa! Yeah. She has. Oh, I feel in four like days. the same. I, yeah, I feel like. <laughs> yeah, I feel like also like uh, just you know smell a vision in general. I mean, <laughs> it would, it would I mean, all so those many all these people who are like so into Game of Thrones, like you oh, know, how smelly yeah. these people are. Like it's not. <laughs> It's not glamorous. <laughs> Game of stank. Yeah, it stinks. Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah. Do you know what that dragon smells like? Yeah. She's riding its neck. Yeah, they like save, like share water in a bathtub, like right. in the Middle Ages. Maybe it, not. Ugh. Oh, yeah, you're right. <laughs> Maybe not so great. Yeah, like, probably not. Oh, you're right. Yeah, and nobody ever has dandruff. Nobody ever. Oh, yeah, right. Let's like, one that's, rib. That's for real. Right, yeah. Right, right. <laughs> no, it's no not of course. Reality. We just clean. Yeah, right. Everything is just cleaned away. <laughs> No. That is really cool. And are you going to be that, that you're that you're doing this? Uh, are you going to be tracking your voyage on the on the Instagram? Yeah, so cool. it'll be on my my one border at a time account. Um, one border at a time. That's it. Yeah, it'll be on there. Um, I have. I'm turning thirty this month, and by the age I was thirty, I wanted to visit all fifty states. I have nine states left, and that's going to be what I pursue through the rest of this this uh, this year. Yeah. That's awesome. What are, what are some of the states you have left? So, I mean, the, the biggest, most difficult one to get to, Alaska. Alaska. Um, uh, are you counting? So have you been to Hawaii? I have been to Hawaii. Okay, so Hawaii's yes. off the table. Hawaii okay. is done, checked off. I mean, not like I'm never going back there. I'm definitely going back there. Mm-hmm. But that's obviously not a road tripping situation. Um, so I, my first big trip is going to be driving to Alaska. All right. Um, so that's going to be in the summer. I have a friend getting married in uh seattle so i figured drive up to the wedding and just continue on after the wedding well so another friend of the show is between seattle and alaska oh well uh, we should stop by kirsten english okay peniel colada listen to her episode okay. and kirsten if you're listening get, maybe we can all get in touch uh she does this incredible psychedelic art Ooh, she's cool. a real cool person and uh she's prompted me to go and do a float tank Oh, cool. And uh, my girlfriend Allison and I are going to do that soon. It's going to be fun. And then we're g- she and I are going to do another episode. But uh, After yeah, you do that? After we do that. And we're okay. going to talk about the float. Have you ever, have you ever done a float oh, tank? Oh, no. Yeah, okay. no. I haven't done that before. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it sounds uh, like intense. Where are you doing this at? In New Jersey. Oh, in Jersey. Apparently, there's, okay. a, there's a guy she recommends. And I don't know. I might try to get him on the show. And we'll figure you it out. Do like a whole thing. Yeah. yeah that's, that's what this podcast is all about. Is like getting into stuff and doing new things that you might not do otherwise. Yeah. So, yeah, Kirsten, if you're listening, reach out. I'll, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll probably put you all in touch. You know, I, yeah. you know, I like to do that. Absolutely. Yeah. When are you going to be going up to Alaska? When? Um, it's going to be my friend's getting married in August, so right after August. Oh, that's not that far so, away. So yeah, I don't know. Well, and that and that stretch between you know Vancouver and oh, it's going to be beautiful. It's going to be gorgeous, but at the same time, how many people do you know out there? I know nobody. She's like the only person. <laughs> She's the one. I know I mean, nobody. Yeah. Right. No, yeah. Right. After the show, I'll show you some of her amazing art. Cool. Yeah. Uh, so I'm going to take a picture of your uh, 
Bruminaries pen. pen, and you, we have it on the pint glass too. Yeah, so I got my my Bruminaries pint glass, and also my Bitter Nesters cup that I won on Wednesday. Uh, so this is the bitter, coveted cup, yes. bitter and esters. Bitter and esters. It's a homebrew shop in Brooklyn, and they're all super cool guys. Really friendly. Really, it's not intimidating for you to go in and be like, I know nothing. I want to start, and they're gonna help you. And they've helped me try to formulate recipes figure out what I need and they're not there to just like sell you a bunch of stuff like they're there to help you you know and cultivate what you want to learn how to do why is it called bitter and esters um well I mean that's kind of like the bitterness that you get in a beer um and then also esters that come from from yeast um yeah what's an kind of what's an ester um esters are like uh it's like a, I mean, it's it's also not just a scent, a lot of scent that you get from it, but also a taste. Mm. So it's kind of, it depends on what you're using. It, There's just like a, so many. It's a flavor quality. It's a flavor that you get quality. F- getting yeah. beer, ester. Oh, yeah. I'd never, I'd never heard that. So yeah, it'll come from what the yeast you're doing. Yeah. That's fascinating. Yeah. You know, I've, craziness. I've been, Go we're winding beer. down. Uh, I've been to Alaska once and I was so amazed because I had been in, in London for a while, and the air quality in London is a little leaves a little to be desired. Okay. Then I came back to Minneapolis, and I could breathe, could breathe. and I went yeah. amazing. I had a friend who's asthmatic come over to London, and he oh, forgot his man. inhaler, and he had a reaction. I love London, great town. It's just you got to kind of. It's just, it's similar to New York, maybe a little worse. It depends on the day. Um, I remember getting back to Minneapolis and thinking, "Oh my God, just the air," and then. I went to Alaska from the Twin Cities and had the same degree of reaction. The air in Alaska is just absolutely unlike anything you've ever experienced. Yeah. Uh, I'm excited. And the smells. Where are you going to go exactly? I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea. I mean, something that's drivable, too. I mean, something I don't have to take like a ferry. You, know, you, like, to, you so. like stand-up comedy? Of course. There's a famous stand-up comedy club. And I'm a huge uh, Doug Stanhope fan, and uh, Greg Chaley, who is his podcast producer and works with him on mm-hmm. a lot of stuff. They always talk about this place called Chilkoot Charlie's, Chilkoot. and I'm trying to remember where Charlie's. it is, but that could really be a cool destination a for destination. you. Let's see where it is. Coots. It's in Anchorage. In Anchorage. Can you get to... You, you must be able to get to... Uh, you can get to Anchorage. It's pretty deep into Alaska, if I'm not mistaken. Let's look it up. Coots. Oh, it gets four stars on the on the Googles. 226 reviews. I mean, that's pretty good percentage there. Let's see. Let's see where it is. Dead air. Dead air. Let's go. Yeah, uh, um, no, it's fine. No, it's cool. I think I'm just it's looking definitely... It oh, that's yeah, not, it's That's not that bad. I mean, I don't think you want to, like... Just touch Alaska I was thinking, and then bounce back, right? Yeah, I mean, back, I was thinking right? Juneau because you can kind of see where that's like not super far. Right. You just want to touch it and kind of come back. I mean, my, my, I mean, I don't know. By the time that I get there, it might be like I drove all this way, like I'm <laughs> going into Alaska. But um, I mean, I'm when I travel, I'm like very open to wherever things take me. There, um, there's so, a there's a moose outside this place. I love it. Of course, there's a moose. It says there. massive nightclub with DJs oh, and live massive. bands. Massive. Massive. Okay. Well, uh, given that this episode is called Irish Goodbye.
Thank you.